Welcome to AI Arthritis Voices 360, the podcast solving today's most pressing issues in the AI arthritis community. We invite you all to the table, where together we face the daily challenges of autoimmune and autoinflammatory arthritis. Join our fellow patient co-hosts as they lead discussions in the patient community, as well as consult with stakeholders worldwide to solve the problems that matter most. Whether you are a loved one, a professional working in the field, or a person diagnosed with an AI arthritis disease, this podcast is for you. So pull up a chair and take a seat at the table. Welcome to AI Arthritis Voices 360. This is the official talk show for the International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis, or AI Arthritis for short. My name is Tiffany Westrich-Robertson. I am the CEO of the organization, but I am also a person living with AI arthritis diseases, the primary being axial spondyloarthritis, or if you want to be real specific, non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis. So today I am flying solo. Usually I do have patient co-hosts with me or I am not here. (laughs) There's other patient co-hosts that run the show as well because we are all about diversity and having different experiences and perspectives at the table and that's not always fitting for me so to be there. (laughs) So I'm not always on every show. And saying that, you got me today. And what is the topic? Well, It's very fitting with just being solo. The topic is ranting, a good old-fashioned, long, passionate commentary on something that, well, frankly, usually is based on us being angry about something. Ranting also is typically done solo, right? I mean, if you're ranting along with another person, that's really an argument (laughs) or else just a bunch of really passionate people speaking really loudly. But the point is a rant is usually based on somebody just finally fed up, frustrated, wanting things to change, maybe even just feeling helpless. And the desire is, hey, it's it'll make you feel better, venting, getting it off your chest. Just get it out, right? <laughs> so, you know, sometimes we do it alone, like talking to ourselves or a friend. I know, gosh, we all, if you're on social media, people like to rant on social media. And sometimes they really don't want other people who don't agree with them <laughs> to comment. Sometimes it's to cause a debate. Other times it's to tag a group or an individual who might be able to help or influence change. Or maybe you just want them to know that uh, you're ranting about them. But either way, whatever the, the point of the rant The bottom line is it's usually done because there's an issue that's unresolved, passionate about, probably angry about, and you want to either feel better, feel heard, or hoping that what you say will evoke change. And, you know, that's what we're all about at our organization. You know, we are patient-led. We are we do have employees and and not all of the employees are living with our diseases. Some are, some are not. Um, But all of the decision-making, all of the projects we take on, all of the initiatives, all of the posts we create on social media, everything is driven by patient opinions, perspectives, and experiences, everything. And then as as a mission, 
we help all of your voices, all of the patients, all of the people living with the diseases, all of the parents, guardians, all of those patient voices. Our job is to help facilitate platforms so that everyone has a opportunity to be at the table, but alongside other stakeholders, alongside pharma, alongside researchers, alongside doctors and nurses and everyone else that we need at the table so that together we can solve problems that impact education, advocacy, and research. So as an organization, again, everything we do is based on identifying what the issues are that patients are reporting And we focus strongly on identifying missing gaps or things that are not necessarily being addressed in a way that there are adequate results and they still need work. So we often will try to zero in on those issues or or those things. Well, circle back to what that's going to mean in regards to a new program that we're launching. Um, I'll give you a a little teaser. It is called Caution, Rant Ahead. So... Uh, you can you can think about that for for a few minutes while I go into sort of what transpired the idea <laughs> for this, if you will. So, as an organization, one of the programs that we started is called Go With Us to Conferences. And Go With Us to Conferences is uh, we had it as a pilot project for the last couple of years, and. The concept, again, like our mission, is really to help bring some people living with our diseases with us to two conferences a year. We've got ACR, which is the American College of Rheumatology, and then we also have ULAR, which is the European Alliance of Associations for Rheumatology, the two premier rheumatology scientific conferences where we get all of the latest research, all of the cutting edge education information that we can not only relay back to the patient community, but we take it a step further. So people are able to come with us well when it's in person, (laughs) within reason, within funding. But then we also have people who participate online. So they go with us virtually. When they go with us, they have a a much more in-depth experience. So yes, they do have access to the sessions. But they also have access to us directly. We teach, we help them understand some of the terminology, the processes, how research works, where we are in the process when when a presenter is talking about the research that they're presenting. It's very in-depth. And the reports back that we get from the patients we have brought with us is that it is an amazing experience, none like they've ever had before, just would do it over and over again. So clearly it works. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) But the point of mentioning this program leads to the rant that I did, which eventually led to the idea spawning to this project, Caution Rant Ahead. So like always, it was time to register our team, which this time was going to be five. Myself, Deb, shout out. She goes with me to almost every conference that that we go to, specifically the ACR and the ULAR has for several years. And then uh, Miss Katie, who is our senior programs and communications manager, both of them also living with rheumatoid arthritis. And then we decided to bring with us two other patient advocates this year, Effie and Stephanie, Woo! shout out, also living with the diseases. And so it was time to buy the passes. And 
here we go. <laughs> it, it This is not a new situation. It just stirred old emotions because here we are again trying to purchase tickets to go to the ACR Convergence meeting, and there is no place that is clear on where patient organizations, nonprofits should or how to purchase passes. Now, let me explain what the options are. And I do want to preface all of this by saying this is in no way, shape, or form a negative commentary on the ACR. We love the ACR. Uh, They do amazing work. We have been advocates at their fly-ins. I sit on different panels with them. I'm part of a working group that was helping to revise guidance for e-health. So we love the ACR. It's just the conference needs a little work. (laughs) And hey, this conversation, from what I can tell from many people I've spoken to over the last couple of years, this topic has been brought up with them many, many times. This, me saying it here, is by far not the first, nor is the action item that I'm going to talk about here in a minute. Let's get back to the rant and the issue. So as I'm figuring out how am I going to, to get these passes, there's there was a few different ways. So historically, when we first started to attend, we would host an exhibit booth. And from what we could gather, that was the standard way that nonprofits would participate. And again, that's just based on what we could see from the website and registration. So very excited. We decided to host booth and we did contact the ACR and ask, you know, oh, gosh, we don't know what to what to bring. What do we bring? And we were told, oh, well, make sure that you're bringing resources for all of the other attendees. So we, you know, brought stuff for rheumatology offices. We also brought uh, what they could use for patients. I mean, and then we brought information about some of the research we were doing that researchers might be interested in. And you know, that was about it. But to be honest, we. We didn't have the best experience hosting a booth once some of the attendees found out that we were persons living with the diseases. I'll leave it at that. And we also realized that if we're stuck at the booth, we don't have the opportunity to learn the information we needed, not only to disseminate back to the patient community, but to implement into our own programs because arthritis started years ago doing innovative, cutting edge, groundbreaking type of patient-led research. And in order to do that, we need to be informed. We need to be educated. We need to be in the know. We need to be at those sessions. And we just felt like we were missing out on our needs as attendees by hosting a booth and being there primarily for others. So after a few years, we decided no more booths. Well, once that happened, we didn't know how to get passes anymore to attend. So for the next few years until COVID, another way that organizations can get passes is you buddy up with people who do have booths. So shout out to Forward Data Bank formerly known as National Data Bank for Rheumatic Diseases, and they would purchase additional passes under their booth and we would pay them back. But then the problem with that is on our lanyard, it would say forward. So we would have to scotch tape like our business cards to our lanyard to show that we were actually with a different nonprofit. So, you know, a little bit of a glitch there. Then the other options, which 
progressed to 2021 where there was, we weren't doing a booth and we did have offers from some of our friends at nonprofits who were still doing a virtual booth. Would you like to purchase through us? Well, we didn't want to. We're way established now. We really didn't want to have somebody else's name attached to our, you know, our personal name. We wanted AR's right. So we opted, no, we don't want to do that this year. The other options, well, Deb and myself, we were able to purchase discount passes because we are members of the ACR. Well, it's actually the Association of Rheumatology Professionals, or ARP, that is the health services sector, if you will, of of membership. But we weren't going to purchase membership for the other four And then on top of it, discounted passes, that would cost a fortune. But then the other options, they could purchase as a non-member, but that was the most expensive option. I think it, well, I don't know. It probably was equal to the double purchase if we do membership plus pass. And we thought, oh my gosh, how is this so hard for a patient organization who's not an exhibitor to get to the ACR? And then we look, other options, the press. Now I know a lot of organizations will purchase press passes for patient advocates who have blogs or or podcasts or support groups because they technically are able to report back to the patient community. So that would fall under press. But honestly, that we our organization wanted to be there as an organization. We wanted to be there for our own needs and implement the material that we would learn into our own program. So again, why choose press? It's not ideally why we're there. We want to be there as a patient organization. And then finally new this year, they added business of rheumatology, which is really supposed to be for office workers of rheumatology. But that's what we ended up going as because it was the least expensive option. And again, we then had the wrong label under our names. Also, as I was looking at the membership and the options of of purchasing these tickets, it it kind of brought back to light something that has also been bothering me for several years. And that was, there is a long, long list of types of persons who should purchase membership to be an ARP member under the ACR. I mean, it's long. What it's not listed is anything to do with the patient, patient organization, patient representative. And again, it's just like all it takes is just mention that we're counts, that we're there, that our stakeholder group is important. And again, I'm 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 preface I'm talking about patient organizations here. We're opening a whole new can of worms when I say about the patient stakeholder. But let's just focus on the patient organization for now. So long, long story short, I got very frustrated and I just frankly, couldn't take it anymore. I just thought, if I have to go through all of these hoops one more year to get to this conference, I'm seriously going to be mad. (laughs) I just just went on Facebook and I was like, caution, rant ahead. And I just ranted. I did tag the ACR and I outlined everything I pretty much just said and how frustrated I was. And it got a lot of traffic. Several other leaders from patient organizations, other patient advocates, these same people who have also experienced feeling unwelcome or feeling less than and really just kind of joining in on the, oh, I'm so fed up too. Well, the ACR 
contacted me. They apparently their social media crew <laughs> flagged it because it was getting a lot of traffic. And uh, we had a meeting. I'm very happy to report back that as a result of that meeting, they did thank me for pointing out the issues with registration. I really believe they di- they were not aware. They just did not notice that there was this loophole that if we didn't have an exhibitor booth or go under someone else's name or, you know, go as the press, et cetera, et cetera, that it was pretty difficult to get in. You know, and a lot of organizations probably have several memberships within their organization. So they're just purchasing through the discounted membership. And, you know, I could see how it just sort of was overlooked. I also brought up the issue about being we're listed as other that's our <laughs> that's what we get to be in the membership so they have all this list of of different stakeholders and then it says and others interested in rheumatology so since we're not listed we're considered other you know they were very thankful that I pointed this out and while even still in the meeting, they said, hey, we we have we can fix a couple of these things. We can figure out how to include like the term patient representative in registration next year. And we can add patient organization when we talk about our membership at ARP. That makes complete sense. And they they, they took that to action within a week. They did a post on social media about ARP members submitting applications for sessions next year. And it said patient organizations right there. I was so happy. Well, anyway, (laughs) so that rant led to change. So that is point number one. Sometimes when we need to vent and we rant for change, it really can happen. I also just want to add that wasn't all. So many, 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 many organizations and persons living with our diseases globally I have spoken to personally who have spoken with members of the ACR and of the planning committee for decades, decades probably plural, about more inclusion of patient organizations at the ACR convergence. As I just mentioned, booths, great. There are organizations that have hosted sessions, have participated in sessions, but Boy, we have done so much in in several, several years. Our role in the community and at the table in rheumatology has expanded. There's so much more we could do. And I took that opportunity to mention that in the call. And I I did give them some examples, which I I won't go into today. And they thought, wow, you know, that's great that patient organizations are, are doing all these things. And they did mention there have been several times that that the conversation has come up. Do we have a patient track? How do we include patient organizations more? But it just sort of filtered out. It just, for whatever reason, never came to fruition. Well, it just so happens that there is a video right there on their website for the conference saying that they are in the process of building and emerging and evolving it to be better. So I said, hey, it's right there. You're trying to get better. You're asking how else we can make this work. Many have talked to you about this. Let's get all of those people back together <laughs> as a as a group, a united group of patient organizations. And let's also ask our allied collaborators, the groups that we do collaborate with, the research groups on projects, the databases on projects, and all 
pool our voices together to say, it is time. It is time. Let's revisit this. Thank you, ACR. Thank you for recognizing it and saying, again, green, it is time. So there is a letter. The sign-on date is December 15th, 2021. So if you're hearing this after the fact, that's okay. You can still reach out to our organization because hopefully by then we will be well on our way to making all of this happen with these other organizations. And it is for patient organizations and for other services such as data banks or research institutes, those who we collaborate with on projects in the rheumatology or musculoskeletal space. So it does not just have to be AI arthritis. It could be osteo. It could be fibro. We're talking about anyone who would attend, any organization who would attend the ACR conference who wants to speak with members of the ACR, members of the future planning committees, and other organizations worldwide to figure out together in a uniformed way, how are we going to have a bigger voice at the table? It's going to take that step way before it is time to be fully accepted of patients being there. Now, we do know, I know, as a person who sits on research teams and actually runs focus groups as a moderator, it is very important that I am there as a professional with lived experience. And there are a lot of patients now that do this essentially as a job and they need to be there. So that is the next step. Don't think we've forgotten. (laughs) We're just getting the patient organizations in first and then that opens the door for the patients. So patients, we will have a sign-on letter for you too. Globally, that will be available in January of 2022. And you can find all sign-on letters and more information at aiarthritis.org backslash ACR. And last but not least, the caution ran ahead. All of this actually led to the realization that we all need a place to rant. We can't think of anywhere really privately that any of us living with our diseases, our parents, our families, significant others, people living with the diseases, people not yet diagnosed, waiting for a diagnosis, all of us, all of us in this this together. There's nowhere that we can just vent solo Now, you can do it in social media groups, you can do it in support groups, but I mean somewhere where you could just vent away and doesn't matter what you say and no one's going to judge you. Well, we're going to put a button on our website and you can rant away. It is therapeutic. We understand you. No one else will see it unless you want us to share your name or your email. So it can be completely anonymous or you can provide contact information. The rant could end up on this show. We may do a whole show on rants. We'll monitor which topics get the most traffic and we'll share those reports about our findings, like, you know, what's most important to the patient voice and enough rants about similar issues. will just go ahead and turn right into an initiative because that's what we do. Guided by patient voices, finding the things that still need to be solved and then we solve them. Keep in mind, it's not a support line. It's not an assistance line, a helpline. We probably won't even respond, but we are going to read them all. And so it will only be people associated with our organization who will see them. You can find us at AIarthritis.org backslash rant. And there you go. We are making things happen one voice at a time collectively because only together can we change those stories of tomorrow. Find us at AIarthritis.org on social media at IFAIarthritis 
And please, while you're at our website, consider a donation. Your donations keep this show and all of the work we do alive at AR Arthritis. Thank you so much. Until next time. AI Arthritis Voices 360 is produced by the International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis. Find us on the web at www.aiarthritis.org. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and stay up to date on all the latest AI Arthritis news and events. 